Hello and welcome to the Lost Air Podcast. I'm Gar and I'm here with Paul. How are you doing? And this week we're going to do a second generation. So people who their mother or father or grandparents in some cases were also musicians of some kind. Yeah. I think you could do a whole one with uh, people whose parents were actors and they became musicians yeah. or vice versa. Vice versa, but then they won't fit into this playlist. Yeah. Well, um, the, yeah. We could do uh, Netflix links instead. A few Netflix and Spotify links. We could do that, but that would be shite. Absolutely not <laughs> recommending anyone get Netflix ever. Netflix is, Netflix is terrible. It is kind of shite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been terrible for a long time. Although I did watch El Camino. It's all right. It's, it's unnecessary. Bad. I liked it. Did uh, you? Well, nothing really happened today. Fine. No, nothing happens. I have a lovely icy drink. I have nothing. Yeah. No, I do have something, but it doesn't make that mm. sound. You got I a was, silent drink. I, I should have done that. I should have done that. Hopefully, this will melt. I don't have uh, something. That we shouldn't. Never got things to put it down on. So <laughs> we're gonna hear this all the time. You'll hear a lot of that. Do you know what? I'm, I'm tired. I'm hungover. Are you? Yeah. I'm not. I slept like a baby. I did not. <laughs> I had a. Uh, I had about seven too many last night. I'd say. I drank this mad one last night. It was a Northern Monk, that, that brewery in Leeds. Leeds? Leeds. And they do this, uh, it's more of a co-op or a um, like a, a group of kind of brewers to get together and make mad stuff. And they don't make a lot of any of their brews. But they made this. They're a super group. Kind of. But they made this, I got it last night, it was a, a fruited IPA. And it was pineapple. I think pineapple, mango, and papaya fruited sour IPA or something. As much as I love craft beer, have they gone that's, too far? That's way too far. Have they gone too far? That same brewery, I got a raspberry donut beer off them before, and I had lumps of like, raspberry donut. Uh, at the end of the day, are you not just quicker throwing a bit of vodka into lilt? Lilt is delicious also. I also had <laughs> a, a lilt this week. I, I, no, I, I it's not the, as good as it used to be. No, I don't know. I don't remember. It's still flat or something. You reckon? I think it used to be flatter. Maybe, I don't know. It used to be tangier. You reckon? My life was better in the 80s. <laughs> that's, before that's, you... what, that's what it all boils down to. My <laughs> life was better in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, I, agree. I was younger. Zero responsibilities. Full of juice. Full of juice. Full of actual juice, but not really. Babby. Nobody, nobody, ba- nobody wants that babby juice. Maybe lilt they might want. That's what I thought you meant. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Nobody wanted my fruited fucking pale ale. <laughs> um, right, so let's get into it. Who's your fourth one? My fourth one is an obvious one, but uh, I mean, come on. It's Jeff Buckley. Song, Dream Brother. It's my favourite song off Grace. Mm. Uh, his fourth album from 94. Like I said before on another podcast, I wasn't mad into Jeff Buckley because of not being into his cover Hallelujah at the time. Mm. And then over the years, just hearing bits and bobs going, oh, hang on, that's fucking, that's unreal. Mm. He is brilliant. He is, of course, the son of Tim Buckley. Singer songwriter, folky jazz lad from the sixties and seventies. Vocal doodle lad. Yeah, he. Uh, I learned. I. You always have this idea like that. I had with a lot of these artists that I picked that they grew up around this father figure and music. I don't he didn't. Yeah. No, they were estranged. Well, I think he met him once. Really? Isn't that mad? Did Jeff, that fuck that? Jeff Bunkley only met Bunkley. Bunkley, and I didn't want to call it. I'm glad I'm letting yeah. you away with it there. Met him once, uh, and Tim died when Jeff was nine, so. Ah. We still had access to his dad's music. You would have. You know? Was that, like I, would, I would think. It's more of the voice he was gifted, just through genetics, having that kind of voice. He got it. I he think. Got, he got the fucking. Yeah. The, the lean after that. So, like, 
I don't know. Do you know much about Tim? No. Tim I know was, very little. Tim was a junkie. Was he? Yeah. Mad into the old Looked an golden bag. brown. Yeah. <laughs> your like sun. Uh, so like, I went to too much about Tim Buckley. I know that he wrote a lot of deadly songs. One that was covered, uh, he wrote Songs of the Siren that was covered by uh, this mortal coil. I love that. Mm. And he's got another deadly one in the can't remember the name of it. But that doesn't matter because we're talking about Jeff Buckley. Yes. Who, you know, was obviously Grace is a massive album. And I think it only really started quite slow. It only got really big after he died. I think it got oh, it yeah. big, but it only really got really big after he died. As did he, mm. to be honest with you. Yeah, he um, fucking, he was a big fat cunt after he died. And then after he died, of course, you have people like Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been running like a... There's a little dead and bloated joke there. That's terrible, because he did die of... Kind of How did he die? He died while he was um, swimming. Really? He got caught in an undercurrent of a boat. I think he was swimming with his clothes on, which is not a good idea. That's stupid. Was he well, jumped out as well? I expecting to die. It was a kind of evening swim, and he's in the Mississippi River. And uh, it was the wake of, yeah, a passing boat. And his body was found um, in June of 1997. Was it June 1997? No. Fuck. No, it wouldn't have been. At some stage, his body was found. Yeah, got the date. I wonder how, how, how long he was uh, down for. The evening, the evening, I think. Mm. I mean, people are going to go looking for him. I think he was in the middle of recording recording the second album. That's, uh, they released bits of that, didn't they? The, the, the drunk. They released what they had and they yeah. fixed up what they had. Yeah. It is, a, it is a, like a sketch book, so yeah. to speak. So yeah. It is good as well, but it's not... It would have been great if it had been finished. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so... Yeah, he. I don't think... It, I don't think he had, like, he he didn't grow up with Tim Buckley as his dad. He grew up with another lad as a stepdad. Yeah. And uh, so that that kind of came as news to me. I didn't really know much about that. Mm. I pres- just, you just make these presumptions. Of course you do. But it turns out it's another cat's in the cradle and mm. the silver spoon. I'm going to keep singing that for every time that happens. The Ugly Kid Joe version of it. Which is going to happen a lot. We saw that live last year. Ugly Kid Joe. live it. twice. Or Cat Stevens. Cat, cat Stevens not allowed anywhere, I don't think. He didn't even sing that song. Cats in the Cradle is Cat Stevens. No, you're just thinking of the word cat. Is that not a fucking Cat Stevens song? No, you're thinking of Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Oh, yeah, that's a different <laughs> that song. Boy Zone. You're thinking of Father and Son and Cat. Yeah. You, put, you, you did like Lego in your head. You, you, did, you there. did bad Lego in your head there. Fuck. You did bad music. Like you did last time. I'm not <laughs> even deleting that. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> no, you should have deleted it from last well, week. We right. found out who you meant. We thought Nigel Kennedy was Gary Rhodes, the chef. Gary Rhodes! Gary Rhodes, that's him. <laughs> that's him. So in the last podcast, Gary was convinced that Nigel Kennedy was not only a virtuoso, he was also a chef. I fucking <laughs> straight up believed. English dad was spiky, blondish hair. Where am we? Same fella. Where am we? On the telly all the time. Mm. On Dancing with the Stars probably at some stage. Yeah, no. So yeah, no, that's, that's not Cat Steve. <laughs> all right. We're gonna do. <laughs> I should have let that go. Just we can do a people. super cut at some stage. <laughs> no, leave it. It's fun. My They're fun. I'm gonna put them on the little clip videos. Oh that yeah, we do. yeah. So, oh, we're gonna put a little thing at the end of these. Was it? Were they good? Mm. Yes, he was brilliant. He was. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, that's Jeff Buckley. He was phenomenal, and he was the son of Tim. Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Who's your next one? Cat Stevens not allowed on a plane. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Yusuf is absolutely allowed on a plane. What is? Yusuf. Yeah, Yusuf is. That's his name. Da, da, da. Right. Who am I doing? Okay, Hank Williams the third. 
He's the third of, of He's the third, yeah. yeah. I got a, a three for as yeah, well. That's, that's a tough one. To get third generation. Yeah. I don't well, think they're gonna get many. It's fine, you can see still also a second generation. Well you could to be fair, I think there could be a bunch of third generations in country music. I tried to lean I got a lot of country music people because I think you could do an entire podcast on it's second generation. Oh delicious. There's no point in even trying to do that. <coughs> no. Come on. Um so yeah, Hank Williams, <clears throat> born in nineteen seventy two. So he started off, um, well, first of all, his father is Hank Williams Jr. He was a famous country singer in his own right. And he is He's obviously... He's the most famous one. The middle one is the most no. famous one. No, his, his no. granddad. The grandfather, yeah. Hank, oh yeah, of course, Hank. Hank Williams. Is, he's like the, the, the fucking, the pretty much considered to be one of the, one of, if not the greatest... He's the proto-Hank. ...country singers of all time. Uh, this is like... Ghost Papa Emeritus Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's handed down. Now, what's weird about Hank Williams III, or Hank Three, as some people call him, uh, is that he didn't really have an interest in country. He started off playing... He's more of a metal, isn't he? Well, he started off playing in punk bands and hardcore bands. That was always his bag. So he has... um, He's in a bunch of bands himself. And he's... um, He has a band uh, called Ass Jack. Ass Jack. Ass Jack, yeah. Is that a a jack that would open and hold open and Quite possibly. Quite possibly. Ass Jack is the name of it. And he's been, he's had this band for years. And I think the first album he played everything, because he's a multi-instrumentalist. Yeah. He plays a little bit of everything. I think he started off playing drums and punk bands. And uh, eventually he, he got this Ass Jack band together. It's still going. They, I think they put out a couple of albums. I'm not sure. The first album he completely played, he, Dave Grohl, done everything himself. But it was good. I've never heard <laughs> it. I'm not going to lie to you. I've never heard it. I, I don't, I, I need to go looking because it could be interesting. He ended up, uh, he played, uh, he had a hardcore band called Arson Anthem with Phil Anselmo. And he played, he drummed in that and he played bass in Super Joint Ritual with Phil Anselmo That's as well. That's right, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. So him and Super Phil Joint are, Ritual band. yeah, they're not called Super Joint Ritual anymore. Sure enough, they changed the name to just Super Joint. Did they? Yeah, something happened. Um, I don't know what happened. I'm sure there was some sort of copyright claim. But yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's real tight with Phil Anselmo. So I think in Ass Jack, he started off playing drums, and now he sings in Ass Jack, and he plays all the instruments as well. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, that punk band was pretty much what he wanted to do. He had real, he had no real interest in doing it. And then one day, he done a song with his father. I think him and his father put together an album covering So they got Hank. on. I'm always yeah, interested I think, in this podcast, especially. I'm interested. Yeah, no, that's I, why I checked. I think they, they were close on. enough. No cats in the cradle there. No, uh, I am. I think they were close enough, but I think they put together an album. And the dad's in the other room. Family's fine. <laughs> exactly. There's no need for a song this time. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if, if you, I think if your old man is Hank Hank Williams second, that he's probably on tour for 300 days of the year. Yeah. So you're not really going to get a chance to fight with him. Just a national alarm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, so I think him and his father got together and they done an album where they just covered uh, Hank Senior's songs. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So I be- like, Hank Three looks more like his grandfather than his father, which is real weird. Like he's yeah. this spitting image of yeah, his grandfather. Yeah, I noticed that actually. Yeah, like the, the the senior doesn't really like Hank Two. Let's call it. Hank too yeah. doesn't really. He's kind of weird looking. He looks more like fucking uh, Chris Christopherson actually than than Hank Williams, what? which is weird. But um, yeah, they done an album covering that, and he decided then he he was putting out albums, and he started kind of mixing country and punk and psychobilly. And I think he was signed to a label. There was a weird thing with a label where 
they were putting out albums but they weren't selling and eventually got the rights back and put them out himself and that's where you start getting all the kind of big albums where people start talking about Hank 3 all his rebel stuff yeah all that kind of stuff um, because he was re-releasing it himself he got the rights back to his first two albums I believe there's one album that's in Limbo that he has got and I think he's trying to remix it and remaster it could have been on Lost Songs yeah <laughs> yeah quite possibly um, but he's a, is he as good yeah he, um, it's he'd very be more, different he'd be more for me like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd pick Hank 3 songs over definitely over Hank 2 I was going to say yeah. he, like, he was the black sheep of the family but not if he's in the same business as his family yeah though. not can't really, really say the person, well, yeah. I think he's taken like he's got the country kind of bona fides yeah like just naturally and the Pantera fans exactly he's, he's got a little bit of everything like because he's doing kind of a little bit of psychobilly, a little bit of punk, a little bit of hardcore. He's in, it just seems to me that he's just a music fan and yeah. it, it, he doesn't differentiate. Um, and he's, he can realistically, he can always, he's got a father and a grandfather that he could fall back on just doing their songs. Yeah. If the shit hit the fan, you know. But by the sounds of it and the looks of it, he just wants to do his own thing. So I Fair think he's one. equally as good as his father or his grandfather. Um, he's definitely more. Uh, Relevant to the ta- to today's crowd, I, I think you know just yes. because of the, the the mishmash of bands that he's in. I do like the the third one, the, third album. <sighs> the one on. with uh, Hillbilly Joker and all that. I think yeah, yeah, that's decent. There, there's so many that I can't really. There's a bajillion. Think of them, yeah. I can't organize it in my head. Right the now. only problem with Hank Three songs is that he's not a fucker for having like a lot of talking at the end of a song, you know, shouting and screaming. Like sometimes yeah. I'm DJing it or I'm, I'm playing it in the pub. And at the end of it, he'll just start screaming about hating women or something. You think just, you've got time to go to the toilet? You're like, oh, yeah. that's another minute, Grant. Exactly. And it's just silence and him screaming about hating his mother or something. So you're like, oh no, quick, get that off. Like, <laughs> leave, that, a, leave that to disturbed. Yeah, he's a fucker for that. Right, that was Hank Williams the third. Uh, who's your next? My next one is The Wildflowers, which is Jacob Dylan's band. Mm. Jacob Dylan being the son of Elvis Dylan. <laughs> Bob Dylan. The song is Sixth Avenue Heartache, which is my favourite song off the album. I remember when that album came out. This is how I knew kind of I was especially into these. I didn't know for ages it was uh, anything to do with Bob Dylan or his that was his son in the band, mm. uh, Jacob Dylan, until like, you know, you read a few things in Q or whatever I read mm. back then. Uh, I like because cool. this disc came into the shop like, kind of shop 96. Jesus, was I working in shop 96? Doesn't matter. Uh, and I like this a lot. This is about fifteen. I think one headlight or whatever song is the big song off the yeah. album, but Sixth Avenue Heartache is is just an absolute banger. Um, he doesn't really sound anything like Bob Dylan mm. at all. In fact, like I think he was more in. He got into music through the Clash, oh, right. rather than because. To be fair, it's yeah. your, it's your dad. When at that age, you're not listening to your dad. It's your dad. Don't you do don't that. care. You yeah. don't care about your father. You know no. you do, but you don't. You don't want to be in his shadow. A few of them in this <coughs> list do. Uh, he seems to have like right that album um, bringing down the horses bringing down the horse even from 96 is actually really really good I think that won at least two Grammys at least two I don't know much about this band yeah no it's really good I know obviously he's solo now he's been solo since 2011 yeah, I've seen he does his own stuff already yeah. um, but since 2012 I think they've been trying to get something with the Wallflowers back together again which would be interesting because I had listened to some of his through the years the odd bit of Jacob Dylan when I saw it popping up in some playlist and I'm like yeah, it's grand. Does he sound like his father? No, not really. No, yeah. not at all. He sounds more like he's in the grunge scene. Oh, or really? the kind of like imagine around the same time as Dave Matthews Band, but mm. not mad irritating. Like it's actually it's fine. It's basically 
singer this song. This is fine. Singer song or, or a band behind me. You know when you can uh, tell that they were written on an acoustic, but yeah. they put a band to it. But it's still good though. Well, is that, well, is that piano and keyboard now? Of course, there is. The, the organ. Yeah, yeah you're it. Door to it out a little bit. Electric piano. Mm. Of course, there is. Yeah. I like a lot. Of, you know what? I like a good electric piano. I love it. It's it's rare enough to hear a good. Well, electric I was only thinking about electric piano today. I was listening to a song that had an electric piano intro, and I was like, electric pianos started off trying to sound like pianos, didn't they? And then someone just went, this is a great sound on its yeah. own. Like those little, uh, little fold-apart ones yeah. that have that real tinny, shitty sound, I fucking love them. The only problem is, whenever I'm to do a cover of a song that has an electric piano in it, trying to find that particular mm. electric piano sound is a nightmare. That was the thing. nightmare. I know they was, all sound so different. Yeah, there was such a massive range of electric pianos. And, There's and ones in little, like, uh, what do you call them? Suitcases. Suitcases, yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. And, but they're the ones that people wanted, and they were the ones installed in studios. And there were studios that were famous for having a particular... Yeah, fucking. Like I remember when I worked, uh, I I worked in a couple of recording studios and a couple of rehearsal studios. And um, one of the rehearsal studios also rented out equipment. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they had, they had uh, a Hammond with um, the fucking rotating Roto, speaker. Ro- yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ed, it was it was just always rented out. Like yeah. it was people booking it years they in advance. Great. It's just insane. Yeah. But like you, you could get keyboards that would. Replicate it, but it's not the same. It's like like, uh, guitar amp simulations and and real amp. They're getting close, but if you're going to record, you're going to try and use the best absolute equipment you can. You want the the real king daddy of all. Yeah, exactly. Like the the whole thing I remember was we we were responsible for maintaining that type of gear as well. Like we had a couple of uh, electric pianos. We had a couple of the fold-up ones, a couple of the bigger ones, and then like the Hammonds and all. I think there was mostly keys stuff that was... Well, the the Hammond would be like a full-on organ. Yeah. We... <laughs> oh, it's so low, bro. But we were doing well there with, with our. You we're know. doing all right. Um, but uh, there is something about electric piano. Like, I think there's. Now, now that I don't even know if there's any electric piano on the album. I have to go back and listen now. But um, the band used them somewhere. Yeah, he. Um, he had just on a weird thing. Interested to know mm-hmm. how they got on with their dad. Always seemed like good. Didn't do any songs together. But uh, and is Jacob Dylan good? Yes, he's very good. I don't know anything about him. Well, listen to that Wallflowers album. I think you'd like yeah. it. If you like, um, God, it's, it's around the same time as that college rock. Yeah. 90s college rock. But it's... Mm. It, it, ben it, Fowles it did. for you. Fucking, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. But it's good. Who's the... Uh, Aldi rock pop. Who's the next one? My next one is uh, The Queen of Hours. It's Miley oh. Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. I thought Katy Perry was the Queen of Hours. No, she turned into a whore. I believe Miley Cyrus might have been born a whore. Um... <laughs> Can he be born well, she was born Destiny Hope Cyrus is her real name. You know why they call her Destiny my, my, and Hope. Sorry, her name is Destiny, Destiny Hope. Destiny Hope Cyrus. You're doubling down on her future by calling her Destiny Hope. If your dad was Billy Ray, you'd need a good name as well. Like, well, which is it? Is it Destiny or is it Hope? I think I think it's just Destiny Hope Cyrus. Like, I don't think that I don't think Hope is our middle name. I think it's Destiny Hope. Yeah, but th- th- that doesn't even work. No, not in, in not in the slightest. That's like when you put a bet on the roulette wheel and you put like 50 on black and then you go, shit, just give me an extra half of that on 36. Yeah. I, I just want to make sure. That, just in case. So yeah. I want to win something. <laughs> now, she was born in 1992, which is disgusting. Disgusting. Full on disgusting. Uh, so obviously, Billy Ray Cyrus is her father. Um, she got famous for being Hannah Montana on the Disney Channel. Yeah. She wanted to be an actress first, I think. Of course. So, uh, it's easier. Daddy put the call in. And off she went. Now, she released a couple of albums as Hannah Montana. Yeah. Right, for kids. Disney. Yes. On the Disney label, probably. Uh, probably. Presumably. I think there is actually a Disney She label. was huge. I, 
I, I know she was huge, but I missed it because I was a fucking adult. Like, by the time Hannah Montana was doing the rounds, I had definitely seen seen no. between a woman's legs and was not paying attention to children's television. Right? Don't that, put them in the same sentence. I'm just saying. Right? I know what you meant. I wasn't watching. Space that out a bit. I have no idea <laughs> what Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana is or was. Now, she done a couple of Hannah Montana albums herself, and then she decided to have a crack at being fucking Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Now, the reason they call her Miley is because her nickname as a child was Smiley. Okay. This is garbage talk, right? Yeah. So, Destiny Hope Cyrus's nickname was Smiley Cyrus, right? And, but she couldn't say Smiley, so she'd say Miley. I'll give her this, right? She is a phenomenal singer. She's bananas good. Like She's really good. I, see, I see bananas good, right? Yeah. You've got these little catchphrases. Someone pointed out to me during the week, you've got loads of catchphrases and I've none. So Get yourself a catchphrase. No, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Are you? Yeah. What are you going to say? I can't tell you. <laughs> they have to come up. They, they have to come up in the, naturally in the podcast, right? All right. Because absolutely, I'm going to actually try and stick in a few now. Just some point, because he's got, and because I've accidentally started to say some of your catchphrases, yeah. I'm going to have to come for me. That's out. avocados. <laughs> 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 the savoury banana <coughs> yeah exactly come on uh, uh, I've lost it now alright so Miley she's called Miley because she couldn't say Smiley what the dickens are you talking about girl <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't it oh, better that wasn't me one. Uh, but the first album that she put out under her own name it was very fucking like skater boy you know what I mean Course, yeah. it, it had that Avril Lavigne kind of flavour to it. It was kind of rocky. I, I was actually, I, I'm trying to think, did I pick, I did pick that fucking, no, I picked a different song. Originally, I picked a song off the first album just because it was so shitty, pop rock, skater boy, and I decided against it. I picked a song, I picked a song called Milky, Milky, Milk. Right? Oh. Now, I'm going to tell you, this album is fucking insane. What, yeah, what does that mean? Right. Okay, first of all, it's, it's like a, what would you even call it? It's like a... The cover looks like... The cover... Everyone knows what they... No one knows. Okay, so this is Miley Cyrus and her dead pets, right? So she doesn't kind of theme the album. She, it's like her fucking Tommy with a who. She, it kind of has... Oh, like a, a bold statement. Isn't it? Now, the cover of it is... is like, uh, glitter, go and look at the glitter, glitter jizz. It looks like a, cl- a clown came on her face, right? It's just like a clown ate a bath bomb, gave it two days, and then spunked all over Miley Cyrus' face. Imagine that was your daughter. Yeah, well, that is Billy. someone's daughter. But you know what? <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus, he is fully behind. He's fully behind it. Of course he is. He, he 100%. He's mad at the money. He had one song, the fuck, fuck, I hate him. I hate him so much. He had one song, but he also had a number one this year. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, well featuring. Someone else's uh, number one. Yeah. Yeah. The 17th remix of it. But um, this song's called Milky, Milky, Milk. This is very different from what we know from Miley Cyrus. This is, is very well, experimental. I know nothing, so. Yeah, this is very. <laughs> I'm, in the, I'm in at the ground level. But you know right? that fucking uh, came in like a wreck and but yeah. all that shit, right? Like it's nothing like that. This is sounds like electro madness. Yeah. The, uh, well, like you, you know, when you have a lot of money behind you, you can kind of pick when you're first starting off what you want to do. But this, I think this this wasn't even an early album. This is this is kind of thrown in in the middle of her being famous. I think she just banged out. That's what uh, I'm saying. though. you have money to. Fail. Oh yeah, just you have can, the crack. You can have now. This crack. album was given away free on SoundCloud. <laughs> This is what's fucking weird about it. Now, you can buy a copy of it, obviously. 
but it's they just one day to give away yeah, isn't it? Ago, even though I do it every day yeah exactly now I don't even know whether Spotify was a thing when this came out or whether it was big what year was it? oh I couldn't fucking tell you I should have I should have wrote it down I didn't <gasps> you're the years I man I know I'm the years man I didn't write what it down what the dickens are you thinking not putting the name down <laughs> Jesus Christ <laughs> um, but the, the, the whole album it's actually worth a listen just because it's so very very different I don't know whether it's good I'm just I'm getting that out there now. I'm not right. putting my way behind it. It's very interesting because it's very. It sounds like industrial metal, but pop. Like there's no real g- driving guitar. I get you. Like, just, they just turned up the distortion and the synths. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I know that. But kind of, I know real, that kind of music you're talking about. It's real hectic, and there's loads yeah. of like effects on the vocals. Sound like sound of the underground by uh, Girls Loud. Kind, kind of, thing of but less poppy. It's not as catchy at all. Mm, okay. Like milky, milky, milk. I like the Milky. That's not the song. I just wanted to sing that. What does it go like? I te- no, I can't play it. Can't play can't it. Can't play It'll it. Be shut no. down. That actually doesn't really have a big hook. There's not that many songs on the album that have big joint hooks. It's interesting. I found out as well that she, this fucking dirty whore has sold over seventy-five million albums. <laughs> Probably as Hannah Montana. I, I would say, including that. Yeah. Um, how you know that she's a dirty whore is that at the age of fifteen she posed topless in a photo shoot. Illegal, which I hate. Full on. Full on had to be deleted, like, gone, like and apparently she's not herself. Took like, the yeah. photo herself. Or no, like fucking, they were just doing a photo shoot. She's like, here, have a bit of this. Yeah, yeah. don't be doing that. Filt, fucking filt. Um, Listen, we've all done stupid things when we're young. I haven't. I, I just hadn't got that money behind I me. I hadn't had seventy-five million albums behind me. Decided to take me little fifteen-year-old fucking knockers out. That's garbage. Like that sets the fucking scene now for the rest of her life. Your knockers are at least thirty-eight now. At least. I was thinking about this. You know, I feel so old. Yeah. Right? I'm oh. in shy. And I think... <laughs> I'm starting to hurt. Yeah. But I think being in shy might add 15 years to your actual age. Do you know what really occurred to me lately, and I hate this? I have a specific amount of time I can tie my shoelaces in before I have to get back up and take a second Oh, yeah, yeah. Second like a little cramp happens. A second the same, yeah. yeah. That is fucking stupid. Look that weird one where like, you're fucking... That's stupid. You get, it's not even in your hip. I That's including know. sitting down. Oh yeah, yeah. on the bed. To yeah, do I'm, it. I'm the same. We have to find weird angles here to tie my shoelaces. I can tie my shoelaces backwards and all that. Crisscross and make you jump. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my source. Uh It's it's whatever. It is what it is. If fucking, is she better than that? Definitely. It's actually, yeah, she is. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a bit more varied. Big fucking Chris Isaac heading them as you would exactly, say. Exactly. Yeah. Down or by Edwin the Collins. river. Oh. I'm singing Bruce Springsteen songs now. Down by the river. We'll I need to get you a Cat Stevens oh, album. I need to get you a Nigel fla- Kennedy album. I need flashcards with their <laughs> yeah, faces and yeah, their names on them. That's yeah. what I need. You need to guess who. You need to play Lost Art. Guess who? Guess who? Yeah. Lost Art. Guess who? Yeah. Right. Uh, I ain't not to say we covered it before. Dolly Parton is her godmother. Yeah. Apparently, for her last birthday, she was given the rights to Jolene. Well, she did a really, to be fair to her, she did a great version of it. Online. I don't give a fuck about her version of it. To be did, honest you, did you hear it? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It, her voice is, you forget that she can actually oh, sing well. Bitch has pipes, like, she can fucking bang bitch, it out. Bitch, whore, you need to have a word at yourself, Gareth. Listen, I'm very respectful of that, whore. What in the absolute <laughs> world are you talking <laughs> <laughs> No, I like this song, and I do have, I have a soft spot for Willie Sawyer, so I have to say. Um, who's your next one? Nancy Sinatra. Oh. Daughter dum, of Frank Sinatra, obviously. Do you know what I'll tell you, right? Up until about maybe, maybe it's about 10 years ago, I thought that this was his wife. Yeah, she was out very early, wasn't she? No, but it, his wife is also called Nancy. That's what threw me. Okay. Now, this song is called Summer Wine from an album that she did with Lee Hazel. Summer Wine. Lee Hazelwood. Something the yeah. 
Cat Stevens on a fucking plane <laughs> on a terrorist list. Do not like allowed Tracy anywhere. Chapman. Exactly. All the songs that boys uncovered. He's not allowed on a fast car. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> it's not. That, that album with Lee Hazelwood is actually pretty good. Uh, it's called Wife for Nancy and Lee. Uh. From 1968. We talked about this before. Yeah. When Frank Valley and the Four Seasons were doing stuff. And it's like, Sherry and 12 other hits. And that's the name of the album. <laughs> yeah. So she got, she got kind of big in 66 for These Boots Are Made For Walking. So, to be fair, 10 out of 10. It's fantastic. 10 out of 10. When you're getting covered by Megadeth. Yes. One of the most immortal songs ever it's made. It's phenomenal. Horror hits are, and Bang Bang, I know mm. that's a share cover, but Bang Bang is another one of those you can put the, you can play that now in a club and you'd look cool. I always thought she sang Funnel of Love, but of course that's Wanda Jackson. But for some reason, they sound kind of the same in my head. As A lot of things sound the same and look true. the same in your it's head. true, it's true. Maybe I've got some sort of like musical face dysmorphia. No, I think you have the same thing as I have. Once, you've only so much brain power to take stuff in, so you start adding bits together Absolutely. And, and just gets all mishmashed. That happens to me. I, I, I forget something stupid. Or sorry, something important and remember. <laughs> See, look, you can't even yeah. remember the words. Like, but I'll, I'll forget something important and remember Beyonce's birthday or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> and even that's being deleted now for something even worse. Don't ever delete Beyonce's birthday. I don't know what it is. I'd be afraid to look at it. I don't. Yeah. What age do you reckon Beyonce? Here? Ooh, forty some, for, in early forties. Yeah. Do you reckon thirty eight, thirty nine? Late, yeah. I don't know. I've no idea. Couldn't tell you. Hmm. Check it out. I'm not going to um, check it out now. Listen, she has a huge long ass career. I think she's got 20 albums or 20 plus albums over the course of her career um, she did do a song with her dad um, Something Stupid which is a huge song as well mm. she's still active up until 2013 I think was the last really? time and she also posed Nudie Nude really but she waited till she was 54 mm. in Playboy much better yeah much more legal to be doing things like definitely that. actually yeah yeah, definitely more legal. And proper photographer. Yes. Instead of just... <laughs> well, whatever, have a whatever lot, the other one going. I have a lot of time for, you, for Nancy Sinatra. Um, yeah, as far as I can tell, like if we're talking about like Cats in the Cradle job, it seems like a... I'm sure... Stop she, bringing it back to that song. No, I won't, because this is just the theme of the playlist, Cats in the Cradle. We should stick that on at the very end of it. So. <sighs> oh, we will, actually, yeah, we will. Um, is she good? I think she's fantastic. I genuinely do. I think she's got really quirky songs throughout her career that have stood the test of time. And they were so cool that they made their way into like Quentin Tarantino films and, yeah, kind of like, and like punk sets and, yeah. and metal bands covered mm. them. You know, that's what it's really, it is. It really did. She, she really established herself as, as an artist rather than just that's Frank Sinatra's daughter. That's a very different, I suppose. As yeah, well, yeah. So. yeah. It's a bit easier to kind of differentiate between them. Yeah. I have a lot of time for her anyway. But is she better? Than, than I'd sooner listen to I'd sooner listen that's impossible to say mm. but I'd sooner listen to her because I'm more into there's loads of my playlist have, so like this song Summer Wine is one of my favourite songs I absolutely love it I've loved it for absolutely years mm. remember I used to hear it as a kid um, and we might have had this album in the house as a as a kid I think Lee Hazelwood wasn't as big he's kind of a he sounds like a country singer mm. like, like a real cowboy country singer and this song is about having a load of summer wine with a girl falling asleep and waking up and she's at there fleecing you Really? Yeah. Misogyny. Mm-hmm. Which I hate. It's back. <laughs> it's back. Who's your next one? I picked Sean Ono Lennon. Who, and the cats in the cradle and the yep. silver. <laughs> who covered all the bases by picking boat last names. Yeah. Just in case 
Just in case. Just in case something bogey came out about us there. So something I'll take her name as well. I'll have well, that as well. Thankfully, nothing's ever bogey come out about John Lennon. Both of them. Fuck both of them people. Really. Yoko or? Both of them, yeah. Her and him. Uh, he's definitely not better than his dad. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. It's annoying because I have to... Yeah. I have to say who's my next one now. Do I have to say? No, no, not yet. No, 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 no. So, Sean was born in 1975. He is currently a member, or he was a member of, what's it, Cibo Mato? Is that what they're called? CBBs. CBBBs. Cibo Mato, or Chibo Mato. I don't know how you pronounce it. Sugar water. He was, I don't know whether he's still in that band. I think he might do a little bit with them every now and again. He also has. actually pretty good. He has another little group called The Ghost of a Saber Tooth Tiger. Which ghost, is interesting. Ghost of my father's affection. Pretty much. Um, he, he he seems to do an awful lot of stuff. He has a, uh, a project called the Claypool-Lennon Delirium, which is Les Claypool from Primus on him. Is that why he's attempting to do a stupid moustache, to try and outdo Les Claypool? Uh, maybe. Maybe. But he's Listen, done an awful lot. to be honest with you, we know over the course of the years, he became the, not just more financially stable than yeah. child, but the slightly put out, put out better music. But he seems to be interested in an awful lot of stuff, which is uh, yeah. which is good for him. Like he plays with the uh, the Ono band every now and again as well. Yeah, I know, disgusting. No. Um, I don't get it. I'll never get it. it. Doesn't matter how many people tell me. I just need to listen to it more. Yeah, I, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm alright. No, I'm grand. grand. Thanks. Thank you very much. Fucking, I've enough screeching in my life. <laughs> um, uh, he's done a couple of solo albums. Elton John is his grandfather. I didn't and, know that. And you'll like this as a child. He appeared in Moonwalker, the movie. Did he? Yes. Oh, that yep. could be a good or bad thing. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I he love that film. Walker. It's a nonsense it's film. It's absolute garbage. It I don't know what it's about. No, it's not about anything. That's what's great about it. Remember it's the video game? It's a load the of... Game. It, the, the, the video game of Moonwalker is one of the greatest video games of yeah, all time. Super. Of all time. Super. It's also yeah. the only video game I know with Joe, Joe Pesci in it. Really? I don't know. What you know. Was it's he in like a Godfellas video game. Did they? I don't think so. My cousin Vinny, the fucking Amst- <laughs> game on the Amstrad. <laughs> I don't think that ever I happened. bet you that was. <laughs> I bet you that was. There we go. There we go, folks. You look out and see if there's any other video game that has the character that had. See if Joe Pesci Joe appears. Pesci is in any other. <laughs> I bet you did. I bet you done a voice or something. No, no, no. I'm talking about his character. Oh, like him. Joe Pesci as Joe yeah. Pesci. Like. So what was he in Moonwalker, or Mr. Evil? Or? No, I think he was just uh, like a kid now. Joe Pe- Oh, him. No, I'm talking about Joe Pesci. Yeah. Um, he was just a kid mm. running around I don't know what the fuck he, he was doing there. Kid, he, uh, the first label he signed with was Grand Royale who's the Beastie Boys Beastie record Boys label Island. yeah um, also he appeared in Buffy the Vampire Slayer as one of the bands that played in the Max or whatever the fucking name of the club was I think Buff- I Buffy think the Max the- might have been uh, Saved by the Bell Buffy the Vampire Slayer don't I don't get it I got it when I was like 16 oh, I, I was mad into it I had all the VHS box sets and everything I fucking loved it now, I'd literally rather get sick of my own penis than watch a single episode of it. I could not. I, I, everyone I know, like, I mean everyone, younger and older, were going, this is the best thing ever. And I tried to watch it, I was like, the, I like the episode with the look, what things that look like Slenderman. I was like, that's a good, that's good. And there's an episode with John Ritter as a, what was he, a cyborg or something? A robot? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, look, I, that was a million years ago. But anyway, we're talking about Sean in Save With A Bit. Not Save With A Bit. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was a... Uh, Somewhere lad last from the last podcast. Was he in it? He was, he was, that's right, yeah. Yeah, we talked about that as well in fucking Side with the Bell. Uh, yeah, so Sean was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and he was in Moonwalker and he signed to Grand Royale. Uh, like I said, Elton John's grand- is his god- grandfather. Elton John's his grandfather. Are you just reversing back over what you just said. Yeah, kind of. I'm trying to find my place now after you, you fucker. 
Um, it's become a little thing with us where we try and knock each other off now. Is yeah. that a good thing? I th- maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Until one of I, I pull an absolute wheater and just fucking. <laughs> oh, you go into hyperspace of Mong. Oh, and just forget you're even here. Um, which is absolutely going to happen at some stage. I'm, like I said, I'm in shite. You're in shite. I hate that with a hangover when you have those moments of just. Fun, oh no, it's not missing. just a hangover. It's like my entire life now. Is I, it? I've decided that. Uh, I feel like I'm about 70. I'm just, every part of me is You just, are mixing up a lot of people. <laughs> I don't think your brain is going to shine. <laughs> exactly. Well, folks, you're going to hear the degradation of a human being. Early it's, onset it's, dementia yeah, it's, I'm it's, getting, basically. His brain is degrading as it we is. speak. It's fantastic. You're going and, to enjoy it. And on record, like. On record. <laughs> on actual record. Uh, Give us oh, your funeral. We all, we all knew it was kind of fucked when he was on exactly. that podcast thing. Yeah. We knew it was happening for years. With that junky helmet fella. <laughs> Glad he's dead. Um, exactly. <laughs> I think... <coughs> oh, I'm dying. Stop making me <coughs> laugh and breathe. Um, I think the, the Claypool Lennon delirium thing is the most interesting thing he does. It's, it's fucking batshit mad. Um, it's fun. But that's uh, one of the Lennons. What you got? Oh, have a guess who my next one is. You see, I picked this before you picked him, you cunt. And we had to rearrange a playlist that makes me look like I just went, Oh, oh could be Sean Lennon, that's a good idea. Who will I pick? The fourth one I picked is Julian Lennon. And the song is his big, big song. Too late for good boys. And I don't mean big for Julian Lennon. This was a, this was a big enough song. Mm. And I actually do quite like this song, despite the fact that it is reggae. Mm. It kind of is reggae-ish. And he sounds... Raga. He does... Uh, so he's he's from um, John Lennon's first marriage, mm. and he is the guy who has songs like "Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds" and "Hey Jude" written about them. And he he kind of was on good terms from an early age enough. I mean, I don't know if he took a hiding or not, but I mean, cats in the cradle. Uh, <laughs> he started at eleven on his on his dad's album, uh, "Walls and Bridges." I'm not going to lie to you, I never listened to that album, I have no intention of ever listening to that <coughs> That's enough. And the song, yeah, yeah. And um, his voice has been noted by everybody. It's just remarkably, he looks like John Lennon. He does, and yeah. And he sounds like John Lennon. Yeah. He absolutely does. But this poor fucker. Is he uh, Ono Child as well, yeah? No. He's not? No. I was wondering, right? No, he's from Cynthia. Okay. Cynthia Lennon, the first marriage. Cynthia Rothrock. You just said that. Cynthia Rothrock. You said that. I wasn't this, I was thinking about. <laughs> he was thinking about, he was, he was, he was, he was thinking about he was China, o, China O'Brien. Cynthia oh, Rothrock. I love her. I yeah. love her. Um, so, no, this is a sad, John Lennon this is and China sad, O'Brien. Man. This is mad okay. sad. Right, go on. He's the, kind, he's the guy who, when Yoko came along, he just, he got dumped. Gone. He's okay. gone. He had to. This is, this is fucking rough I remember seeing documentaries about this and he was on through the 90s and the early 2000s I think he was on a lot of uh, I remember he went on a mad phase about 4 or 5 years ago looking at all the documentaries that he did not all the interviews that he did talking about his dad and it was just grim mm. it was grim because he just got kind of pretty much dumped mm. Yoko came along and went no we, you have a son look at him that's him there. Yeah. that's Sean floating he's going to hang around with Primus floating in perfume he's going to be hanging around yeah. with Primus later <laughs> yeah. what's this fucking Lad, yeah. So, I think there's a quote out there that he he quotes from John that said, uh, "This is I'm trying to find it now." He's John Lennon apparently said that Julian had come out of a whiskey bottle on a Saturday night. Oh, felt. That's he he quotes stuff like he used to quote stuff like that. Obviously, no one's. Banging his door down for an interview yeah. these days, 
Um, Paul apparently Paul like it's it's sort of common knowledge that Paul was very nice to him. Paul mm. McCartney was very nice to him. Hopefully not as nice as Michael Jackson was to mm. his brother. But see, you're making me make horrible jokes now. This is I'm sure someone else does. Um, he was excluded from his father's will. Really? Yeah, of course. Listen, this is this is Yoko. Sorry. Or maybe it's not. There's a new, new phase of people loving Yoko. It's you know definitely that? Yoko. Do you know what? There's a phase of new people loving Yoko. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad. Ask this lad about it, how bad it was. He had to... No, sorry. I, I will go back to the fact that he, he did get a 100,000 um, share of uh, a share of the, the, the will, I think, as far as I know. And also, in 1996, he reached a settlement for 20 million. However, 20. however, what he had to do, remember he was on an interview with someone in an American TV show. He had to buy letters that were written from his dad to him in oh. an auction. And he oh. had to buy memorabilia oh. that was to do with him, postcards and stuff like oh. that. And so Yoko got some of that money that he had to buy really? letters, letters that never got to him. That's a fucking vindictive bitch. That's disgusting. Yeah, well, he's not. Ha- well, now in, in recent years. He's come out and been a bit more mellow about it. But if we're living on twenty million there, like twenty million. Probably, is he's if, probably still making a few little bob off two life for good boys, no. which is actually it's quite a nice little song. I'm kind of rooting for. I'm always rooting for Julian Lennon. I yeah. think everyone kind of is. Twenty million can fuck off though. If your album was in the Beatles, twenty million it can prop off. That no. Yeah, maybe you're right. That's the Deals version of fucking like settlements. <laughs> twenty million. Your dad wrote you, like yeah, yeah. your dad wrote or co-wrote. Like pretty much every single like influential and stuff, iconic and, and stuff that isn't even released by the Beatles, he was making money off. Yeah, so probably still getting like and then his own yeah. solo show, which is whatever. But oh, it's not. Sorry, I'm not like, a fan. I'm not a fan, especially not a fan. Twenty of, million. How many kids did John Lennon have? Just two, as far as I know. Betty's yeah, hard baby. He he, uh, he went. Remember he went. Remember the missing weekend with John Lennon thing that came out. We went off with mm. another woman after Yoko. Mm. And apparently, Hor and John have a very good, or Julian have a very good relationship. Nobody has a good relationship with John now, except mm. the maggots. Yeah, the dessert. And, uh, you know, so I guess maybe, hopefully, there's some sort of like mother figure there after since Cynthia died. Mm. Obviously, um, that was a kind of big thing that John Lennon's fourth wife died. A ninja guy. Um, I do find it very, very sad. If you read more into it, like the story about poor old Julian, just. That's Shunt, real, yeah. Shunted off to the side. See That's, you later. No, I'm not into that. Uh, did he have a good relationship with his father? <laughs> no. No. Uh, is he good? Not really. Sorry. It's a good song. The album, I remember, I, I can't remember I listened to it. I think I listened to it that in the 90s. Mm. I think I listened to the album in the 90s one time. I went through a mad what happened after the Beatles phase when I was listening to more George Harrison and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, we're left with the two shy Beatles, really. George I mean, Harrison's my favourite Beatle. That's what I'm saying. We're left with the two shy oh, ones. What do you mean? Like Ringo and Paul. Oh, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like, really aware of like, yeah, yeah. As much yeah. as, like, Revolver is my favourite album, and that's mostly a Paul thing, but, like... Mm. Like, like, I know that George Harrison didn't necessarily write the best Beatles songs, but the ones he wrote are fucking brilliant. Yeah. And they don't, they don't really sound like um, they were written by the other two. They definitely stand out. You can tell, you can almost tell... Well, he's singing them for a start. That'll yeah. let you know that it's yeah. fucking George's song. But, uh, but even, like, Will My Guitar Gently Weeps, like, oh. that, it's a great song. It's too long. For me, of course it's it a is. bit too long. Because Eric Clapton's on having a wank. Yeah, but like even just the structure of it bothers me. Oh, but, like no, I, I think it's. I think it's fine. Like it's a great song. But, um, 
Anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of glad we stuck the two of them together. I knew they were going to come up. The both of them were going to come up in this. Uh, Julian Lennon's output obviously wasn't as prolific or as memorable as Sean's one, but um, I mean, cats in the cradle. What in the Dickens was he thinking? What in the fucking, Dickens was he thinking? Who's your next one? Uh, just before I go on to the next one, I just want to. I didn't say what song I picked for uh, Sean. The song I picked is actually weird. It's a duet with Vanessa Paradis. Oh, I think I know the one. Uh, it's, I didn't know because I read. The, no, it's no, very good. I mean, I didn't listen. I saw when you put this on yeah. today. I didn't listen to it. I think I know the song that it is. The song is very good. It's called La Seine. Or, and um, it, it's That's very. That's one that he's probably well known for. Maybe. Yeah. It's just a real. It's a great little song. It's uh, it's very kind of Serge Gainsbourg-y, kind of yeah. bohemian-y, Parisian coffee house you music. Know I, I like it. French music. I should hate it. Oh, it's fucking. Some of it's super. But I love it. I'm mad. It should be like that Bohemian whole like cafe it. bullshit. It love should annoy it. me, but it doesn't, yeah. and I absolutely love it. That, I've, I've a fucking hard on for Sergio Gainsbourg. Yeah. Hard oh, on fantastic. for all fucking all different. I love his kind of his weird pop stuff. I love his weird experimental fucking yeah. jazzy keyboard. He's like fuck. It's just super. No, it is. It's he's, super. He's brilliant. Right, my next one. Who the fuck did I pick? I picked. Uh, so the, uh, okay, right. <laughs> Good luck with this. Yeah. Okay. So. I picked Jay Weinberg, who people will know. Never fucking heard of him. Yeah. Well, no, I have. Y- you have, just. I have. Everyone has, they just haven't, right? Okay, so his father is Max Weinberg, who uh, would have been in the E Street Band, and he was the band leader and the drummer on the Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien. So he's the Paul Schaefer of the. T- yes. Yeah. So he's like the dude with the hair and the glasses, the drummer. Shit, fucking drummer. Played in Bruce Springsteen's E Street Band. Still does. Um. So who are, who are just probably some of the best musicians yeah, in the world. Yeah, just forget it. Every single one of them can do Everything. and does they, yeah. gigs on their own yeah. all the time. You know, got Little Steven. Little Steven. I'll never forget, never, until the day I die, right, I knew Little Steven was in the E Street Band, but I didn't know what he looked like, right? And I, I'm a massive Sopranos fan, obsessed with the fucking Sopranos. When I found out that they were the same person and I seen what little Steven looks like when he plays in the E Street Band compared to what he looks like in the Sopranos, I lost my fucking... When he puts the bandana yeah, and, the, and the... I lost yeah. my fucking mind. I was, I was... I literally nearly cried. I was like, what are you doing? Like It does look like he's still dressing like the first gig they ever played. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. painful. And he does that on his own. I think he does he that does on his own. He does that on his own. He does his own well, gigs yeah. all the time. He, de- he has a radio uh, show... Um, well, like he had, he he he, uh, he he does he has, he puts out these compilations of. If you uh, think weird about it, and you want to music. establish a different look than you had in the Sopranos. You know what would be better? Just a little kind of cool gangster hat, something like not not the not the band. Like, let's be honest, you're known for the Sopranos, right? Now yeah. the East Street Band are fucking huge. They, yeah, absolutely. Right? But you're known for being like that. What's their mi- minimum three hours they play or something? like Forever, that? literally forever. Like yeah. to the point where they, you know, they, I think the East Street Band with Bruce Springsteen hold. The longest, obviously, probably some lad in Switzerland probably has a long yeah. gig. But of bands that everyone knows in, in the either of very popular, popular music, music, yeah, they are. I think the Cure tried to beat them one time, and someone said, "You did it." He's gonna come off now. You have the record now, and they didn't have the record. They the street band. They were like, "No, no, oh it. shit, no, I'm in. Sorry, another half an hour." I know pretty much every gig that Bruce Springsteen's ever played in Ireland because we have like reasonably strict music curfew laws and it's like 10 grand 
per minute or something or something insane. Yeah, it is. It's, I think it is 10 grand a minute. Something like that. I think that's, that's, that's or in point anywhere. Something like that. And he, um, for going over to him, and he'll gladly play another half an hour and pay yeah. the yeah. absolute outrageous amount yeah. just to play the extra half that's an like hour for people. That's like when you're on and you try to uh, ring anywhere after, <laughs> after your limit had gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah forget Steep. it. Steep. Exactly. Steep cut but off. Like, fair, like, to be fair, like, Jesus Christ, paying like, whatever, 300 fucking grand to play for half an hour. What a song. Like, <laughs> want, to be, want to be some song. Like. So they're paying you to play you a song. Like, Amazing. Anyway, so we're talking about Jay Weinberg. He was the son of Max Weinberg. Now, Jay has also played in the E Street Band when his father was ill or couldn't make a gig. Right. Jay would jump in. So Jay grew up as a drummer like his father. He played in a bunch of fucking bands. Good, because the world he, needs more drummers. And I don't mean that sarcastically. It actually does. Now, by all accounts, Jay, Jay Weinberg is a fucking arsehole. All reports lead to him being a prick. He's been torfed out of every band he was ever in. Right? Um, I don't know whether it's, he's egotistical or he's just an arsehole. I have no idea. Maybe he grew up without the warmth and affection of his father. Of a cat in the and cradle. cat in the cradle. <laughs> um, so what he... What is he thinking? <laughs> He played in a really good band that I like called Against Me for a while. They're all right. I like Against Me a lot. I like the first couple of albums. It's such a perfect lot. name for that kind of music. Yeah. Everybody's against me. No, it's not. <laughs> not really. Hardcore. No, they're not. They're, they're like funky. A, funky. No, they're like, kind of. Are they not funky? Kind of like folky anarcho stuff. They're interesting. Like a fucking... Yeah. I don't, know, I don't even know what you'd liken them to, to be honest with you. But uh, he played with them for a while. Do you not so, have that song about sitting on the swing and on the swing? No. That song. No. Who's that? I don't know. Rise, That's Rise, Rise Against. against. You're yeah. Rise Against. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Hang yeah. on. Yeah. They're back like, up. Back up. Yeah. I just did a gar. What you going to do now? I just did a gar. Yeah. You guarded, guarded the shit out of that. And <laughs> um, so we played against me. I think he lasted for maybe a couple of months. He ended up, I think he recorded one single with them. and played one tour and he got kicked out um, by the band. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and I don't think it was very amicable. I think Your it was grief. Are hot, but you got some baggage, son. Something like that. Then he went on to join fucking hardcore legends, Madball, right? New York hardcore, like royalty, Madball. And he set it off. He yeah, exactly set it off. He didn't play on that. That's a good album. He did not play on a good album. He played on an album called Empire, which is garbage. Um, to be honest with you, all Madball albums, bar maybe one and and an EP, are terrible. Um, and I, this is coming from a man who owns all of them and Madball yeah. merchandise. And you'll still buy the next one. I won't. I'm done. I'm out. Oh, yeah, out just, yeah, like I appreciate what they've done, but the lads Did you set to, it down? <laughs> so, not. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, he recorded one album called Empire. This song is off Empire. It's fucking whatever. This is probably, this is in Spanish, I think, this song. Yeah, it is. Song is in Spanish just to make it sound a little bit better than what it actually will be. Because yeah. because if you understood the lyrics, it would be the type of shit you talk about. You betrayed me, fucking fight the government, yeah. ballad of the working man bullshit. Right, that's all it is, but in Spanish. So it, <laughs> I can kind of forgive it. He is an insane drummer. He's incredible. Is he? He's incredible. Now what he's known for now is he just joined Slipknot. That's right. So he well not just he's been in Slipknot for a while. Um, so he's been a Slipknot since 2014 but I think it was only found out that it was him kind of recently yes so he he came in with Joey Jordison fucked off I think 
and he's been with them since uh he's been on two albums he's done that gray chapter and whatever the last one is volume five the gray chapter yeah. and the last album that just came out he played on both of those You'll hear it in this song. Uh, again, this is a Madball song, so it's a little bit more straightforward than Slipknot mm-hmm. or even Against Me. But you'll hear it. He's a phenomenal drummer. He's shit hot. And you'll see videos of him online. He's fucking insane. Um, is he better than his dad? No. His dad seems <laughs> kind of sound. And at least he was on the Count No Brian show. Jay Weinberg seems like a fucking arsehole. All reports are prick. Jay, get in contact if you've anything to say about that. Yeah, could, please. Just make sure you uh, link to us when you're giving out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And how's your dad? How's your hell, lad? Um, right, who's your next one? Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Nora Jones had to come up in this extremely famous father. Famous enough mother as well. Yeah. Um, Nora Jones, a song I picked to shoot them on. Now, it's tough for me to pick a, a Nora Jones song that's... Don't know why... God, I have, to, I have to stop singing them so well in you case should. we get copyrighted. Okay, YouTube kicks us we'll off. We'll yeah, we'll get algorithms for actual music use, even though it wasn't. It was just me doing a cover. Um, she was born Gathali Nora Jones Shankar, mm. is her full name. She is the daughter of Ravi Shankar, the famous sitar player, um, and the daughter of the New York concert producer Sue Jones, which is where she takes her name from. Kind of have to respect that. Takes the takes the name Jones Nora Jones. Not I'm Ravi Shankar's daughter. Everyone give me props. Nora Shankar. Yeah. Is there a bit of a is that two packs granddad? Everyone knows Ravi Shankar from the guy who brought Indian music to sort of Western audiences. Blow, blow, blow. Yeah, that's Fuji's. Mm. He played that bit. Blow, blow, uh, blow, yeah, blow. you just you just made that up. Prove me wrong. That was Cat Stevens. Prove me fucking wrong. <laughs> Everyone knows her from the link with the Beatles and stuff mm. like that. Um. He was 59 when Nora Jones was born, and uh, I think... Still shooting hot ones. I think he was having an affair. Do you reckon? Because uh, Sue Jones was working with Ravi Shankar over in New York. Um, apparently, she only kind of knew him kind of bits and bobs growing mm. up. So, he was there. This is a weird thing to be talking about. What, was around. What, what was your family like? like judging that, that, this other is, people. But this, is what, this is what sort of comes into this pod, this episode of the podcast. It's the way it be. Um, she hasn't really ever really talked about her dad in many interviews. And stuff really? Like that. She doesn't really like going into it. But um, she said, yeah, um, I try and downplay the relationship as much as possible because I'm fucking Nora Jones and I have nine Grammys. Tronty, several teen Grammys. Nine. <laughs> she has nine Grammys. Um... Do I think Nora Jones is good? I think she's fantastic for what that kind of music that she does. It is. She's super, super fucking talented. I wouldn't be able to listen to a full album of no. Nora Jones. Although she is on that uh, Peeping Tom album, Mike Patton. Hmm. Oh, courses. that's right. She courses on that's it. Right. She says, motherfucker. Does she? She does. So she is absolutely great. And she did court her own way in the music industry. Pulling out. I think as far as I know, it's nine Grammys. But that was possibly all of her first album. And she's still gone. Hmm. She's still kicking out the albums. Doesn't play sitar, plays the piano. She's a really good piano player. Piano? Yeah, she's really, really good. A slice and of the piano. She has a great voice. It's, it's Nora Jones. It's sort of, it's inoffensive enough. Yeah. But it is nice. A lot of, pe- a lot of people I know are absolutely mad into her. You like, you, you like candles and put that record on, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So listen, Nora Jones is good. She is famous in her own right. Mm. Absolutely. So you have to give it to her. That's, that's Nora Jones. Nora Jones. Me and you're, Nora Jones. You're up. Uh, Naz. Who hit daddy? Who hit mama? Exactly. Um, Naz the rapper. Sounded, I shouldn't have said that. That, that came across wrong. It's already. It was, just, it was, it was an ac- accent. We were about to talk New about York, that. It was a New York accent. We were about to talk about that. 
Um, <clears throat> he is the son of a famous jazz music of a famous jazz musician. That's right. Called Alu Dara, mm-hmm. and uh, he plays a bunch of instruments. But I think he's known as like uh, a cornet player more than anything else. He produced a lot of jazz albums and he performed a lot of jazz albums. A what player? Cornet. It's like a weird clarinet. Oh, no, it's a big fat clarinet. Oh. Um, yeah, around that. Get your fucking laughing gear around that, Alu. Um, so, Nas is one of the most respected rappers of all time. That, without a shadow of that first album, yeah, there isn't a microsecond on that that isn't the best yeah. thing that's happening. There's nothing as else, you're listening yeah. to it. Nothing else like that in that era. Anyway, he. What's interesting about Nas is he was picked up. Oh, let me. I don't have no notes on this now. So I'm winging it. Um, he got Queen, famous. Queensbridge, isn't it? Hmm? He's Queensbridge. That's, Could the, be. that's side of that's side of the Queens, I think so. Queens. I think so. Yeah. Um, so. Outside the Bronx, there it made no sense. <laughs> I'm not born in New York. I'm not fucking out of jobs. Don't even know where the fuck we are. Um, so, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm with you. Okay, let's do this again. He got famous for kind of he done like a jump in verse on this televised hip hop event. And I think it might have been one of the things organised by like the fucking Nubian nation, like something connected with Tribe Called Quest. And he, under a groove, huh? Under a groove. I don't know what the name of the television. One Nubian show. nation under a groove. Under a groove. Yeah, that's probably not far off it, realistically. But he done like a little it jump a, out takes a verse. Mi- takes a nation, nation of, of a million, million Nubian grooves under a groove <laughs> to hold us back. Um, he done like a jump out verse while they were recording and. Everybody in the hip hop world kind of shot themselves because it was it was yeah. unlike anything they'd heard. So he signed uh, an album deal and uh, put out Illmatic. So Illmatic is, as we just said, if I won the lotto in the middle of any of those songs, I'd let that song finish. or album or album finish before I celebrate. Yeah, um, his father actually played on a couple of songs in Illmatic. Oh, well, didn't well. Yeah, he played on a couple of uh, bits and pieces. It wasn't all samples. That's Illmatic. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's it's incredible. Um, he has a record label called Mass Appeal as well, who are actually the people who put out that Of Mikes and Men Wu-Tang Clan album that I didn't get a sticker in, the fuckers. <sighs> so that's Nas' fault. I'm going to DM Nas and yeah. give him a lot of grief. So Nas married to Khalees. Um, he married her for a while. He was married for five years to Khalees. He has a kid with her, I think. And uh, that's where the shite. What is that? Are we going to be here in about... 15 years talking about his baby quite possibly Hopefully. so he has created a you'll just be slurring you'll be like <laughs> blowing into a tube while the fucking <laughs> blowing into a tube typing fucking like computer voice shit Nas has a baby he is God or she slamming the gargle just <laughs> in shy just going gar- stop spitting on me yeah you'll have lost a leg to the old diabetes diabetes and, uh, <laughs> I'll be in some sort of fucking electric wheelchair. Yeah. Fucking one eye working. Go on anyway. One eye looking for another bag of chips. <laughs> um, so uh, one of the big things with him is that he had a big feud with Jay-Z in the 90s. It was, that was a really big feud. Real big one. Yeah. And it turned to, he actually, he Their feuded. tracks were great. He feuded with everyone. Tupac, fucking Young Yeezy, Cameron, like, whatever. Turned to shy. But in, this is, it gets dirty. In 94, he had a kid. Um, he had a child with a woman. And, Whoa! Uh, yeah, that, that's fucking that, weird, now, isn't it? That was not expecting that. <laughs> it's fucking. It's, sometimes these things happen. Well, one of the fuckers N- with ovaries and all. Nature finds a way. Crazy how that can even happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a kid, and 
the woman he had the kid with afterwards said the big fucking blah blah big row separated she claimed that uh, she'd been having an affair with Jay-Z and that the kid might have been Jay-Z yeah no, that's the kid we're going to be talking about in 15 years quite possibly either way either way yeah imagine it was a mix like half of Naz's jip and half of fucking Jay-Z's your understanding of women's bodies never fails to astound me I think it could happen I think you could make a wolf man if you stole some dog's jip or wolf jip maybe and mugged into your own hand and just flung it up aboard oh, and just let nature stop, stop. take its course no what do you reckon at least you'd have a big hairy baby at the very least oh, or weird oh, nails God. on a baby maybe you just maybe imagine a human no, with just what's the next? dog's nails Imagine that, just dog's nails on a human. You've seen the movie The Fly, right? Yeah, but that was like a transporter accident, like Star Trek Voyager. When was a transporter? Every episode when of Star was a Trek Voyager. Uh, in The Fly. That's what happened, The Fly yeah. gets trapped in the chamber with him. Yeah, but that's what, exactly what you were talking about. You're no, saying I'm the, talking about you're biologically saying, creating yeah, a wolf exactly, man. That's what I'm you're saying the womb is one of those. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but like biologically, yeah. The problem is wanking off a dog. I don't know whether that works. <laughs> I don't know. If you can bring a dog to completion with your hand, I'm I not don't sure. Know. If, do we know anyone with loads of dogs? Yeah, you are. <laughs> sure, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not having it. I don't, don't look at me dogs that way. You'd have to find some horrible cunt. Uh, anyway, Naz, yeah. He, uh, that was. Is, and on that bombshell, back to Naz. <laughs> what in the dickens is going on here? <laughs> you, okay, right. Uh, we're not even drunk. Literally, on my first beer. I haven't even finished it. Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself, son. Uh, yeah, that's Naz. I think Illmatic and uh, the second and third album are excellent as well. And then, and then it gets since, a bit weird. Since then, he's been really chasing that. Well, the last good thing he done was the thing with DJ Shadow. I talked about that before. Um, the Mountain Has Fallen. He's one song on there called Systematic, I think it's called. And it's fantastic. It's a beautiful song. Is it? It's the best thing he's done in ages. Is it, I mean, he is genuinely one of my favorite rappers of all time. Oh, when he yeah, when he goes like fucking goes yeah. hard. He he fell into the same trap that Eminem fell into, in that um, production really suffered. I read I read an interesting thing today actually, where um, I think it was fucking I don't know who the fuck it was. Somebody Someone, was talking. Know, Tyler the Creator said it. Tyler the Creator. He said Eminem is great. Yeah, but his choice production, of production is, is dog shit. Yeah. His, his choice of samples. When you get to a certain level, yeah. you think I'm fine mm. now. I'm sorry, but the first Nas album is half of him and half of the samples. Yes. It's easy, 50-50. Oh, yeah. That's what yeah. makes the best hip-hop. But the, for, for me, that, that Nas album is very close to like uh, Shook One's Part 2 or something. Or, or, like, eaten by Mob Deep, early Mob Deep stuff, where it has that, it's so New York-y. Like, yeah. Wu-Tang have the same feel. Everything sounds like it was recorded in a shed and the microphone was outside. And they were, they were writing lyrics and like... I won't say melodies, but you know, rhymes to this to to something piece of music that made them go yes. That instead of writing writing all the lyrics, I'm just asking, turning up the studio and going, yeah, that's a beat. I'll I'll do that and we'll work on the music later. Yeah, that 100%. feels like what happens later in a layer. Yeah, in a rapper's career later, one hundred percent. It's gone the opposite way of that. Yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong, but the, I think that's what happened to Nas. Yeah, there's definitely stuff there where it's it gets very poppy. It sounds like Puff Daddy fucking made it. You know. Yeah, uh, and that's yeah. zero interest. Right, here we go. My next one is... Your last one? I'll say, yeah, it is my last one. I'll say the band is Deadsy. Okay. I've, I've been a fan of Deadsy since the mid-2000s. Mm. The song is Better Than You Know from Phantasmagore from 2005. Now, this album and song is not what I would have chosen if um, Commencement had been available on Spotify, but it's mm. not. So I started listening to Commencement when it came out. I think that's, Jesus, that's early 2000s, very early 2000s. 
Um, Dead Zier, kind of an American industrial rock band from LA. And a lot of these people will be hanging around LA. This is where they're from. They're known for this kind of... Uh, they're very visual. Like, every single band member has a colour. Okay. And also, all the album covers, like, they'll be, like and even their clothes, sometimes one of them will have a bit of a red thing. It's fucking Teletubbies, if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Is he Tinky Winky? Yeah. And they have that kind of whole look thing. And they're, they're, really, they're, really, they're really pushed that out. So, Commencement was the... Before I go into who, 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 who this is, Commencement is the, the first album they... The first proper album they released. And, um... I think it's got it's, it's 2001 or 2 and it's got John Davis on it it's got Jay Gordon from Orgy I remember I think Fred Durst was like I don't know about this now Fred Durst was pushing this hard we're thinking along the same lines of dope and stuff like that that industrial I'm getting forward that back from the it's microphone not, it's not a billion miles away from like insane I am capacity. not winding my neck back in yeah so the vocalist who we're going to talk about is called Elijah Blue that doesn't give you any hint at all who he could be but his real name is Elijah Alman. Mm-hmm. Alman? Mm-hmm. That ring any bells? Mm-hmm. Tall, tall. The Alman Brothers. Massive sort of American. He's the son of the Alman Brothers. One of them. They yeah. done it. One of them. They done it. They did it. They created it. <laughs> That's only his dad. He's okay. a twofer. Another twofer. Who's his ma? It's only fucking Cher. The Alman sister. It's only Cher. 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 Now, do you remember the Turn Back Time video? If you're a man... Young and you you watched that video when yeah. you were young, which is on the cannons now. <sighs> yeah, what do you mean her? Oh, I was scared to fuck at that video because she had a can of between her legs. No, she's wearing Get mad shit. She was still old. She was old. old as fuck back then. Even she's then. wearing almost fucking nothing, and it's incredible. It's no, all fishnets. She was it's... old in black and white with the I got you, baby. Yeah, nah, nah, don't bother me. Don't care. Nah, nah. She looks incredible in that. That's an awakening for a lot of people, including me. Not for me now. Let's just step away from the awakening. Mm. There's a young lad playing on the uh, guitar with her on the, that's her that's son, him. with a little Jimi Hendrix t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. No one's looking at his Jimi Hendrix t-shirt. No. They're looking at the ma. Well, the, he had to look at his ma dress like that as well. Is he hours on set. Is that why he's in a shite band? They're that's not shite. That sounds like dope. They're not shite. Really? They're right. not absolutely, I absolutely really like this band. Okay. Now, there's a load of shite songs on the albums. But they, he has this really deadly fucking voice, to be honest with you. Doesn't sound like Cher. Does he sound like Cher? Real, real, boy. When he was 13, he was given his first guitar by Gene Simmons. He's an LA baby. Okay. Got, like slash. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and he went on, he actually, not just, not just the video for that, he went on tour with her playing guitar. Really? Yeah. Now, how hard could that uh, guitar parts could have been mm. for horror songs I don't know he, uh, he tried out for Nine Inch Nails in 1994 but uh, a fellow we mentioned before Robert Fink got that job um, oh was he, this when fucking um, yeah man Patrick was rowing with Trent Reznor there was a big row yeah I think this is this is the formation of Filter basically where the, the band uh, Reznor yeah, put together might have been. they all started fighting with him so they fucked up and started Filter it might have been I think that's when Robert Fink joined so yeah, yeah so it would have been yeah mm. I think so I think they would have been doing auditions then um, he's he because he's an LA baby. He's yeah. dated Heather Graham, Kay Hudson, and Paris Hilton uh, at the same time. No, not yeah, imagine not at the same time. Uh, Deadsy, I have a lot of time for. It. They've got a song called "Key to Gramercy Park," which was kind of one of their bigger songs. I would have picked that or "Brand New Love," but it wasn't on Spotify. It wasn't. Spotify. There's a lot of that happening recently. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's ever been on it. Um, they went on hiatus in 2016. Hiatus. Hiatus in 2016. Um, not that it really matters now because we're even even with this song we're talking 
12 years ago mm. and that album De- Desi was it's, uh, the commencement was 2002 I actually really like this album it's it's a bit silly mm. like all music that is around RG Corn and anything like that is going to be a little bit silly he did a cover with his ma what? did a cover with his ma of uh, Joan Jett's Crimson and Clover mm. it's actually quite, pretty good genuinely actually not that bad over Crimson and Clover and he's got that Crimson and Clover didn't uh, Jimmy Eat World do a cover of that as well? I think they did. Possibly. I like Jimmy Eat World. I have a lot of time for yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jimmy Eat World, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there for a second. Uh, I have down here, relationship, good, went on tour, happy days. With both of them. Are they? Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, I don't know about the album. Mm. What about the albums? Yeah, possibly. Yeah, he's got his name. Does he know I, which? Have a, I have a big, t- I have a lot of time for the Almond Brothers. That song "Midnight Rider" by Almond Brothers is genuinely. Does he know which one of the Almond Brothers is Greg? That? Greg, sure. Yeah. Is he sure? <laughs> wow. Shared and got a train putting her in. That is a fucking scurrilous remark. I'm just saying. That's a scurrilous remark. It's fucking early days, lad. <laughs> if you were offered a train on share, would you take it? Crimson and clover. Uh, do I think he is good and Deadsy are good? I do now. People are going to listen to this song and go, no. But just have a listen to Commencement and see what you think. You'll probably also think, no. Fuck you. That's what I think. Who's your last one? My last one is... Uh, I'm writing something down. Uh, my last one is Shooter Jennings. And he's the son of uh, Waylon Jennings. Waylon Jennings. Another country fucking Bumpkin. lad. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Now... I know Waylon Jennings. Everyone knows Waylon Everyone Jennings. Everyone knows. He's like an outlaw country guy. Uh, very, very famous. Now, Shooter Jennings does a load of mad, mad, mad stuff with his life. It's fucking insane. Um, he had an industrial band when he was a kid called Kill Raven. Kill Raven? Kill Raven, yeah. That sounds like something from Warhammer. Yeah. Um, so, he, he, now this is when he was a kid, kid. <laughs> um, I believe he talked about he might still have tapes and he might release them for the crack he will release anything like he's just isn't, doesn't even care about music doesn't just, put anything in the bin does nothing nothing goes in the bin yeah oh he, he, that's not a good sign he, for any artist he ever he uses all of the animals oh, right? no, <laughs> like, yeah he, uh, if he bought a juicer it'd be one of those 99.9% juices and then after that he'd lick the blade yeah yeah it's fucking he had this uh Rock band called Stargun that were active for years. Kill Raven, Stargun, yeah. Stop. Now they were like one of these kind of LA rock bands that just played all the shitholes in Los Angeles. At least Denzi were good, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that, that he, he they done the rounds with Stargun for years and it never really took off because I, I don't think he wanted to trade off his father's name. Uh, he ended up uh, doing a little bit of stuff like his dad. Just to, he said, "I want to be a musician. I better just." Yeah, fucking do the thing people can expect. Do the thing. Got his name out there, and then got to do whatever the fuck he wanted afterwards. He actually he played his father in uh, "I Walked the Lion" or "Walked the Lion," the Joaquin Phoenix, Johnny Cash movie. Oh he right, yeah. played his father. He looks a lot like his dad. Now, <coughs> fucking hell, he's released a bunch of spoken word albums. Right, <coughs> he released an album with Stephen King, a rock opera. Where Stephen King and him wrote all the fucking lyrics and want spoken words. I want this parts. in my life now. Yeah. I want this. Is this is this what song you picked? Uh, no. I want this in my life anyway. No. Uh, he is obsessed with Stephen King. <coughs> Have a little cough. 
He's obsessed with Stephen King. This song's called The Gunslinger, which is obviously a Stephen King novel. The Dark Tower. The first Dark Tower book's called The Gunslinger. You right? love Dark Tower. Love it. You? To the point where... You love that movie, Dark Tower, as oh, well. Fuck off. I want to die. <laughs> um, to the point where uh, he's made little movies. He likes making little short movies. He made a 17-minute version of uh, The Gunslinger, Stephen King novel. Do you reckon at this stage he's ringing up uh, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen? We've got this new idea, and Stephen's like, "Oh, geez, just do it, you fuck." I'll be dead in a year to do it. Okay, okay, sure. Pretty much, um, he works. He does a lot of production work as well. So he's produced uh, singles and albums for people like Wanda Jackson, Marilyn Manson, Billy Ray Cyrus. He's back again. He's back. And uh, can't Ru- keep this lad out of our podcast. He was heavily involved in Ron Jeremy, the porn star's music career. He produced his music from. I didn't even know he had. Ron Jeremy had a shot at becoming a musician, yes. We might have a. No, I'll say. Now, he's got another connection. Not porn. It's not <laughs> porn. No, it's, it's not. another. Can you imagine letting Gar direct a porn? Unreal. No. Make, not after everything you've said. Making Wolfman and all. <laughs> 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 okay, right. We could test out the Almond Brothers fucking thing. We got <laughs> um, so the Almond Roulette. Yeah, <laughs> Mark Almond gets thrown in for the crack. You got to bring horses into it then. No, a scoreless room. Yes, remember horses. that. Oh. Um, scoreless has been used a lot as well. Yeah, that could be your new, it could be your new uh, catchphrase. That's oh, ban- I have one already. Yeah, that's bananas. I've showed in a couple of times, but I think it went unnoticed. You reckon? You reckon you got away with it? Yeah. Um, so the Sopranos connection. Uh, Adriana from the Sopranos. Her name is uh, Andrea Donna D'Amato, and he has two children with her. Good. So we're back to the Sopranos again. The baby sounds two. Does it? No. No. None. Have none of that. Um, Especially not a wolf baby. <laughs> sort of wolf baby. I don't think he had wolf babies with Adriana. I'm pretty sure. Just a, a kill raven baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, it, it seems to me that he, much like uh, Hank 3, that he just has his own his own way of doing things. Like he's got, he pumps out albums. He pumps out short movies. Pumps out little fucking, you know, 20 minute fucking clips of this, big music videos. Pumps out babies. Just pumping babies. <laughs> burying hot loads and mutts. Left, right, ah! Hot ones, man. Burying good ones in people. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh god almighty you know when Gar's come to the end of his uh, segment just turns jip not really not really I just run out with stuff. You, you, you were the one you brought up you fuck that's true um, that's on me yeah but it looks like he spends most of his time doing producer that's another, that's another thing I could say that's on me <laughs> every time you say something bad and go you said oh, that's on me uh, god almighty I want to die I need a catchphrase I need a catchphrase if they let them naturally happen we didn't force any catchphrases he is that's bananas. Yeah. Old as dirt. Yeah. Dollars to donuts. I ne- do I say that? I've never said dollars to donuts in my entire life. On this po- on Never. What? Dollars to donuts. Never. I don't even know what that means. You what are you talking about? No, you're making about? that up now, you're dreaming. Oh my god. I have never said dollars. I like I bet dollars to donuts that. No, that's, that's like the massive thing you say all the time. Never. I, that's like something out you're of the You're taking a piss. I'm not. I swear, I've never I said that. I bet you dollars to donuts. That is one of your biggest signs. Oh, I've never said that formula. And if I did... You've said it on this podcast. Absolute, like, few Not state. this one, but you've... Oh, well. I like, can't wait till someone pulls that foot. Because well, I'm absolutely... If I, have, if I have said it, I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll take the slap, like. But I don't remember ever saying that. If if someone can find the episode that you use the term dollars to dollars... No, that's, that's not a fucking catchphrase if I said it once, you cunt. 
It has, a catchphrase has to be used you've, a lot. Well, you said you've never said it in your life. Well, I'm saying. You're telling me it's a catchphrase. I don't remember ever saying that. You have to listen to a full reggae album. Dollars to Donuts, I've never said that. Betcha. Cash money. Cash money. But that's Stuart Jennings. That is Stuart. Uh, yeah. The life, uh, the is life. he better than his da? Well, he's, he's more interesting than his da. Because uh, no, he does, gone into Wayland. He does the same stuff. I, there was a movie about Wayland Jennings released a few yes, years ago. Yes, there was. Yeah. It was actually... I think he was involved in the making of it as well. It was kind of um, it was one of those really low key films that yeah. just burns along real. Well, slow. actually, Shooter played here in Dublin about two weeks ago as well. Really? Yeah, two three weeks ago he played uh, Wheeland, I think. Did he do the Sold Stephen out. King stuff? I don't know. I don't know what his, his live shows like. I haven't a clue. I don't know whether it's a band or just him. Did he have any kids while he was here? Might have Deadly. a few poodle babies. Um. Anyway, that's us for this week. Uh, the usual show that we say. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Give us an L like. Give us a share. And if you have five or a month spare, you can go to patreon.com forward slash lost art podcast. Yeah, there's another one. There's another there's, there's a podcast coming out just for you guys again. Um, uh, and there's a couple of videos up there as well. The week this podcast comes out, Patreons will get another podcast um, for free. Except not really. You paid a fiver for it. But we've we got are, videos up there. We are prolific shooter style. We are. We are. Prolific. <laughs> Banging them out. We don't have time to have a kid. For real. <laughs> For real. Um, yeah, we just steal a couple of uh, Shooter Jennings fucking <laughs> fucking hybrids. <laughs> His island of Dr. Moreau fucking children. <laughs> I don't know where this came from. I don't You've think just we applied even, that to him. He's like, I'm just putting yeah, on it. Yeah, everyone's having, everyone's having yeah. wolf well, children listen, now. It also helps us out a lot with uh, hosting and recording stuff. With it it does. does. It does. I, I, I didn't know much about Patreon Girl. I was like, look what we can actually do with this. And I was like, oh, we can't. I know. Stuff. Loads yeah. of stuff. So thanks for listening. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you again next week.